were all there. We all saw it with our own eyes. Damn lard ass. Barkley Donaldson, I'm telling you, he jumped us. Sure did, yeah. huh? I mean, gloves off, stick down, no warning. He challenged the Chiefs. Call us names. Call us names! But Dave was there. Dave's the killer! Yeah! Yeah! Dave's the killer. Dave's a mess. Yeah. Okay, but Dave's out. Who's gonna take his place? Is the answer Jesus? Okay, guys. Show us what you got. Welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I'd like to introduce the starting lineup for the Three Old Geeks. First of all, out of Streamwood High School, the starting center, the evil genius, the keeper of the intersective, and the numbers guy, Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? It's not out of, it's got kicked out of Streamwood High School is the way he's supposed to go, but... I'm doing okay on this lovely fall day. You are such a brute. <laughs> I am. You are a brute. And speaking of brutes, the enforcer playing defense out of Barnes Business College. The man who's always wrong and with a hole in his collection. The pictures guy, the dirty old geek, and the clown prince of collecting. Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? I'm doing all right. I gotta oh. do something French. Ha ha ha. Oh, you're not the numbers <laughs> My guy. My allergies to these fans make me puke. <laughs> I speak in your general direction. And I, of course, am the uh, starting goaltender out of Illinois State University. I am the words guy and the world's oldest kid sidekick. My name is Lance. And Dave, Dave's a mess. <laughs> and welcome to another issue. Brian, you got some uh, you got some news for us this week. I do, I do. Uh, the big news coming out of uh, England, our uh, our little sister, so to speak. Uh-huh. Isn't that our wicked stepmother? Nah, nah. I mean, it might have been back in the eighteen hundreds, but yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, uh, we're bigger and better, but they still talk better. Make more go figure. Television, yeah. yeah. Russell T. Davis is. Uh, Coming back to Doctor Who. Wow! It's Davies. 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 Russell T. Davies. It's coming back. Hopefully he will save it. Uh, they have the the last Chibnall series to go. That's already done. It's in the can, yeah. so they're going to show it. I know they were looking at Straczynski and then didn't take him. Ah. Davies came back. Yeah. Let's hope he saves him. Let's hope he saves him. Let's hope he can do he the magic. He made him. You should be able to save him. Yeah, well... You know. He resurrected him. We'll go with that. Ten and he also happens best. to be one of the better sci-fi writers that has come along in the last yeah. 20 years. I mean, yeah. he really does do good sci-fi. Uh, I think that him and Moffat together as a team have produced some of the best television. Yeah, yes. I agree. Uh, not just sci-fi, but just the best television to come out uh, anywhere. So uh, I'm hoping to see kind of a resurgence. But the excitement for Doctor Who now is huge. Don't know who the new Doctor's going to be. We do know that uh, Whitaker's leaving. Which is kind of sad. I would have liked to have seen her. Yeah, stay. I would have like seen her with a with a, a Davies. Yes, uh, driven. Product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think that that would have gone really well. And though I know he's canceled and will never work again and blah, blah, blah. A Joss Whedon Doctor Who. I could see that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be have, really entertaining. Uh, that would have been so good. Uh, to give a little bit of the Buffy treatment. Geniuses are quirky people. Are they? That explains why I'm not. Yeah. Quirky or a genius. Yeah. I'm just a pervert. <laughs> uh, well, that's... That's all the news I got. That was the that was the big stuff okay, this week. So are, are we, are we gonna ever have all the new nudes from from Brian here? Instead of news, we'll go nudes, and then he'll have a lot to talk about. Oh, oh! I thought you meant I you, provide. How them. did you manage to wedge a dirty dad joke into this? I, you have you, have you not you, listened? You are to not this a show? genius. You are not a genius. Oh come on, uh, dude! Mean, you decided you're genius. I'm right an evil there. genius, but. If you could ever use your power, I'm the ruinator. I have to ruin things. Well, I did have to. So Netflix had a was had some fan convention. Oh, and they dropped a teaser trailer for Stranger Things. Yeah, where they're doing a little investigation of uh, what appears to be a haunted house, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh huh. But more importantly, they dropped the opening credit sequence of the live action Cowboy Bebop. Uh-huh. And as a Cowboy Bebop fan, they could not have done it any better. It is uh-huh. amazing. It is not only a tribute to the original anime opening or stuff like that. It's got some new wrinkles in it and stuff like that. They show uh, Vicious. They show uh, uh, there's no Edward, but the, they show I'm the Dog and stuff like that. And it is the original jazz music, which is just, it's breathtaking. Uh, guys, if you're Bebop fans, I hope you guys are, uh, are going to be into this one because uh, I'm really looking forward to this. This has not been without a ton of controversy. You have mentioned it before, however, let's put it this way: if, if the opening credits are the best thing about this series, I'm happy already. Okay, I, I, I can there literally you go. live. I've literally watched it four times this morning, and I, I can I can honestly say I can live with it. If, if the rest of the series is the worst TV series ever, at least they got the opening credits right. That's it. That's all that matters. Alright, so for this week's edition of the world-famous Three Old Geeks Top 3 list, gentlemen, with 15 minutes on the old timer here, what are your top three favorite sports movies? And I will uh, get this out of the way before the timer starts. My favorite of all time is the movie we were talking about this week. It is Slapshot. So I will take that out of my running. And the timer started, and go! Okay, number three for me is the Kevin Costner, Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon vehicle. Bull Durham. My number two. <laughs> I thought there, ah, there would be some crossover. I have no baseball on my list. Oh. Show my favorites. The speech he gives uh, on who he is, I wish, the first time I saw that, I thought, I need to get more solid on what I believe <laughs> because I want to be able to whip that so, out. So have you? No, no, God, no, no. That's probably why I am where I am in life. Uh, here doing a podcast. Yeah, here doing a podcast. But just have Tim Robbins is unbelievable. Uh, I think it's Susan Sarandon's best film. Kevin Costner, who I like, I can't admit that in front of my wife because of the entire uh, Dances with Wolves debacle, but I like Kevin Costner. It's just a great little movie. One of the greatest names in film history and in baseball history, Crash Davis. Yeah. I love that. For a catcher, that's, there's, there's nothing better. Yeah. 
my number three uh, was directed by John Huston. I know that's what you think. Most, oh, wow. Most sports films are directed by John Huston, but this was a specific one. Uh, it had uh, Max Van, Van Sydow in it and Michael Caine. And it came out in 1981, and it's Victory. It's, oh! It I also had Sylvester Stallone. And think Bailey. of that one. Holy Christ! Wow. It's the, the Nazis versus the prisoners in a soccer game while the, the prisoners are planning to escape during that. I, oh, dude, I watched that movie twice when it came out. I went to the theater and it, saw it, it twice it, when it, it came out. It's one of those fantastic movies that I, every time I watch it, I love it. I don't own it because I haven't been able to find it. Reasonable. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, it's a great movie. So you've got a multinational prisoner of war camp, and the commandant figures out that all these guys play soccer. And, of course, they have the... It's not even. It's, it's, I don't even know. It's the German national team, but it's yeah. like the Nazi team. Nazi, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 the Allies versus the Nazis in soccer, and then they're planning an escape from the the, the Stalag at the same time. It's fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's yeah. I, I and, like and Stallone being the lone American, he's yeah. the goalie. Yeah. Because okay. he knows nothing about soccer. No, it's the wrong kind of football. <laughs> so what is your number three, Lance? Uh, mine are going to be all low hanging fruit. Was it mine? Oh, sorry. No, dude, you, I, dude, bravo. The chef's kiss on that one. That was bravo. I didn't even think of that one. Uh, Got to go with it. He says chef's kiss, right? Sorry. Cinderella story out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how I can just mention one line of that movie. Yeah. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. Oh, there's like 18 Caddyshack. different lines you could probably yeah. do it. That movie is so quotable. It's got every great comedian. I mean, Ted Knight is the freaking straight man in it. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Brian, Brian Doyle, Doyle Murray. Murray. And and I have worked at golf courses before, and every caddy master is Brian Doyle Murray. They've always got something going on the side. They've got betting going, or they're selling cigarettes off the back of a truck or something like that. It's it, He's literally was the epitome of that. I'm more intrigued that you working in golf courses. <laughs> I was a caddy for a little while. Were you? Yeah. Oh. You a professional hack, or what did we call <laughs> I was a jack. I didn't That's get the Dalai Lama. <laughs> no? Not a, a, looper. a looper. Be the ball. So what is your number two? My number two. This is a film that has been remade. The remake was excellent. I thought the remake was excellent. But uh, I am going to go with the original. And that is The Longest yeah. Yard. That's what I figured. When that was my backup. It is The remake is literally the only Adam Sandler movie that I like. Uh, well see, done. There's, an there's another Adam Sandler sports movie I like. And I think I know which one that yeah. one is. I like I like uh, I like Adam Sandler, but uh, and I thought he did a great job in that. But the original, the original is so good. I, I just can't I can't watch the remake. Oh, it's just not good. It's not as good. I still think the remake is excellent, but the original. It's like drinking new Coke. I just can't do it. It's, well, I can't uh, do it because it doesn't exist anymore. But I wouldn't do it anyway. He broke my freaking <laughs> nose. Oh, the, he you, fixed it. <laughs> He said he was sorry. <laughs> he said he was sorry. <laughs> the guy just jumps up and kicks him in the face. <laughs> There's so many good things in that movie. But the whole setup. And and when you were talking about, I was like... I think I broke his freaking neck. Oh, yeah. It, victory this, and yeah, I was the, like... Victory was, yeah. 
semi-remake of. Yeah. Uh, except that I like that concept more. Yeah. Uh, there's a little, the, the stakes are a little higher. Yes. Well, it, it, the, it, the original script was based on a true story, and the, the, the inmates went for the win, and they were all executed. So that, they left that out of the, the Oh. Yeah. You know what's interesting, and, and it could be because the original came out, obviously, Longest Yard came out before that. Uh, but you wonder if the Longest Yard wasn't something that somebody had made. read and then went, yeah. this would be great in this because yeah. then we don't have to have everyone executed at the end. Yeah, because that would be kind of depressing. Because though uh, prison wardens are not nice people and prison guards are... Eddie Elbert. Eddie Elbert. He was not a nice person. No, he was a bad guy in that. And who played Coach? Because that was one of those scenes when yeah, he... when yeah. he. I can't think of his name, but yeah, I know who you talk... Uh... Oh, uh... I can't think of it. He's a great character, yeah, actor, yeah. which is why you can't think of his name. No. That Anyways, is... what's your number two, Keith? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to lance my number two. Ooh. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. I've probably watched it a gazillion times. Uh, came out in 2001, uh, Knight's Tale. One oh. of the oldest sports, besides wrestling probably, is Jousting. And it, it's such a great movie. It has such great characters. I love that movie. You haven't seen it. No, Night's Tale is a great movie. Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger and... Not only... I have not seen Alan it. Alan Tudyk and Paul Bettany and Mark Eddy and... It's uh, a great film. The bad guy is... I've heard that it's great, Rufus but I, we, are, we are definitely loosely interpreting... Well, this is geek sports. Okay. And I'll take it's that. It's a sport. It, I'll take that. Jousting is a sport. Is it Because, well, to be honest with you, I don't consider Caddyshack to be a sports movie, but I'll give it to him. Okay. And then my tie for that one is 1986's Lucas with Corey Haim and Jeremy Piven and Charlie Sheen and Courtney Thorne Smith's first movie. Winona Ryder, I think it might have been her first that movie. That was filmed at the closed down high school. Glenbard West. Actually, they filmed some of it at Arlington. They filmed at Glenbard because I'm actually in a scene at, in Glenbard West at, at, in that movie. So that's why. It's, it, you, it's, if you blink, you miss it. But yeah, we went and saw that, and uh, actually part of the, because they had such a small crowd, we had to move around, and actually sat next to Jeremy Piven, who was, he was a Chicago boy. Yeah, yeah, but he's young, young at the time, and sat and talked to him for a while, which was oh. cool, before his head blew up and he stopped calling. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's got the restraining. It, it, it's in there because <laughs> I am uh, in it. That's so nice. ah. no, no, it's actually a pretty fun movie. Uh, Carrie Not Green. what I've seen. Carrie Green was also in it. Oh. Yeah, so. Huh. What's your number two, Lance? Uh, well, let's see. We've got, we've used up my big ones here. Uh, so He used up your big ones. He I didn't used up, use up any. Ones. I'm not using anyone else's stuff. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to pass? You can come back to you? No, because uh, technically it... Uh, by my own rules, my my favorite is not a, a sporting movie because it's not a sport. But, uh, all right, well, just, again, sticking with well, The Hustler, but pool, you, pool's not a sport because you can smoke while you're doing it, which is yeah. my definition which of a sport. Which is all they did. Well, the, the, those were my number one. It was, I was going to Dr. Richard. It was The Hustler and Color of Money. Yeah, those are two good ones. That was my number one. But those aren't sports. Okay, well, then you got to go with, uh, I mean, pick a Rocky. Except for five. <laughs> Pick a Rocky, except for five. And that even leads into Creed and Creed 2. Yes, yes. I mean, that whole... I mean, and Rocky Balboa 2 is a... The only bad one is five. 
Brian, what's your uh, what's your number one, or do we need to ask? Because I think you've been on record for your number one. Uh, I don't think that it's times. any secret because it is uh, the greatest sports movie of all time. Battle of the Network Stars. That is close second. Close second. That would have been a runner-up, and I probably would have Dr. Rich that. That's just the whole <laughs> series. Uh, but I am going to go with Hoosiers. The Ooh. Gene Hackman, uh, I think it's Karen Black, I believe. Vehicle. 1950s Indiana. Uh, Can't forget Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is effing brilliant in this as the dad who's a drunk. Uh, and the impact that this guy made on uh, that little town and uh, the kids' lives. The kids <clears throat> were basketball players and not actors. A couple of them were, but I mean, they, they filled it out. Just uh, a great story. Unbelievably well acted. Uh, complete underdog from the coach being the underdog to the team being the underdogs and uh, and there's no shock on how it ends but it's cool it's just uh, one of those put your life in perspective movies unbelievable so let's hear your pale in comparison number one well because my number one is taken out by the fact you can smoke while you do it <laughs> dude uh, I but but this just because you can smoke while you because this because you said favorite this is a movie I watch lots of times and usually around this time of year uh, but there's smoking in it while you're playing so I don't know this might not qualify I'm gonna go with the replacements because <laughs> the kicker smokes when he kicks the field goal so he's actually smoking while he's doing it you know the only sport I can't smoke during is swimming <laughs> you know that's tough. Uh, that is a tough one. That, uh, that'll slow you down. Everything a else. Everything else. You know I could light a cigarette and go. You should do the backstroke. Yeah, you, I could do see, that. See, you're not I could thinking do that. this through. But no, because you, you got to flick before you, you. And you flick, and then there's the back kick turn. You need to change. So you, you lose. If either you way. stick your arm up with the cigarette while you're kick turning, you're okay. You just got to be creative. You uh, smokers just. Have clouded your mind with smoke. You can't think. The of replacements. Reason. That's Keanu Reeves. Isn't Keanu Reeves, Gene John Favreau, Gene Hackman. That's John Favreau playing one of the best cement heads yeah, of all yeah. time. It is. Uh, it is one of my uh, great contentious moments in sports history. I think that the replacement season should be counted. They don't count it. Yeah. Uh, you, in the stats. You got the well. I wish they would have hired a stripper or a cheerleaders because that would have been fun. Uh, I thought that that, uh, yeah, I thought people stepped up during She's the strike. She's shaking her ass over there. Huh? <laughs> that was a great, great, great funny movie. So, it, it, yeah, that, that is my replacement number one. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, off mic, we discovered that Brian's least favorite sports movie is my actual <laughs> favorite sports movie. I was not involved in this, so I don't, I, this could come to shock to and me. And that well is... Robert Redford's The Natural. Uh, I think I have gone on and 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 said this. Uh, I have I already took. I actually watched this movie twice to discover it. Once in a a class about mythology, ah, and then another class about uh, film. My film class and stuff like that. But it literally is classic Greek mythological themes layered over baseball. With some reality because there was a player on the Cubs who actually got shot by a woman and stuff yes. like that. But, um, I mean, just, I mean, the, 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 the bat made out of the tree struck by lightning and 
It's made. Uh, but but so you watched it in two different classes. Yep. Neither one of them was Jim. <laughs> so, so I think that tells you why it's my least favorite. <laughs> I think you can, uh, I think you can see now why I, uh, why I don't put it up there higher on my All right, well, there's 30 seconds left. Are there any honorable mentions? Oh, Jesus, all the right moves. Youngblood. Um, Major League. Um, Vision Quest. Remember the Titans. Karate Kid. Not a sports movie. What? Karate Kid borders on the, is it a martial arts movie, is it a sports movie? I think it's got good elements of both. Uh, You know what? Wax on, wax off. I learned that when I was 10. Yeah, you could have won a championship at that. I still could. I'm still in the game. <laughs> well, I've only got one uh, one thing to say at the, uh, the end of the favorite sports movie bit. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get laid! Alright, so for this week's installment of a movie that people also watched, we are going to be doing one that I have talked about in the past, and that I've actually confused with I Come In Peace, and this is a uh, also watched off of I Come In Peace, and that is 1987's The Hidden, uh, directed by Jack Shoulder, written by Bob Hunt, and starring Kyle MacLachlan and Michael Nury. And the reason I get this one confused with uh, I Come In Peace is it's almost the same kind of basic story of the alien criminal coming to earth and the cops are trying to stop it but uh man i i watched this one and i remember loving this movie when i first saw it and i loved it even more the second time around <laughs> i'm the opposite i liked it less i mean especially if i come in peace i thought i come in peace had a, a better plot you, you still don't know why this alien's here and what he's doing i think it was just the the the, he was just a bad guy. He was a he was a, an no, evil entity. It seemed like there's more to it because he, t- he his seemed like his goal was to get to the senator who was possibly going to become president, and I don't know if that's that's what it was leaning towards or he was just hiding from Kyle MacLachlan's. Alien. I, I think thought he was hiding from Kyle MacLachlan's alien, and he saw an opportunity. Yes, yeah. that's exactly correct. That's 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 so, the way I exactly which I, I, I thought was a lot less interesting than I Come in Peace, where you had the actual drug end of it and. That's why the cop was coming after him. So no, I don't think that either one suffered from from that. I, I thought said, the both were. I remember liking this a lot, and then I watched it. And it was okay. I come in peace. Had the uh, female mechanic. This had Claudia Jennings. Claudia Christian. Christian. Claudia Christian. Claudia Jennings is oh, that was Freudian. Claudia Christian. Okay, you can literally trace. My, let's call it affinity, for sexy dames and hot cars with guns to this movie. <clears throat> I could see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's unfortunate that uh, she wasn't in what was the one car. Oh, uh, I mean the the number of hot cars in this was with yeah. there was a, the well one. the last hot car that uh, they told her to get away from. Oh, uh, uh, Lamborghini. Wasn't it a Ferrari? No, it was a Lambo, I believe. Oh no, 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 the the the, the, the sleazy guy, the yeah. sleazy oh, guy okay. who she screws to death, says he has a Lamborghini. Yeah. She was looking at a black Ferrari. Yes, yeah, because they probably only had one black Ferrari in the budget. The guy they, she they... screws to death. Yeah, how fucking funny was that? 
Um, was, uh, okay, well, anyways, just to get a quick recap out of the way. So, yes, there is uh, a bunch of seemingly normal people uh, turned to crime. They are apparently addicted to speed and hot cars, heavy metal, and guns. And as, as it turns out, that it is an alien symbiote, for lack of a better uh, word, taking possession of them. He's one. He's <laughs> one of them. Quick. Yeah, you did just describe yourself. I was say, pretty much described you. I'm not a guy. I'm, a, I'm not a gun guy. I don't own guns, let's put it that way. But if someone else had a gun and I could shoot him with it, I'm okay with that. If you could shoot the fucking gun that Bobby Christensen was shooting. Okay, yes, it does explain a lot to me. I, there's an alien symbiote living inside me from the hidden. Anyways, Kamala shows up in the guise of an FBI agent. Michael Nury is the cop. They're trying. They, Michael Nury is trying to figure it out, obviously... Uh, Kyle McLaughlin, who, it plays weird so good. He is, like, the best. He's the best ever. The best at playing weird. Yes. Because yes. there's, it's not, like, it's very subtle. Like, there's something just off about him, but there's something very. There's something alien about him, yeah. Who's, uh, who played the father in Back to the Future? Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Uh, Crispin Glover is weird. Yeah. And he just always comes across as weird. Yes. Yeah. No matter what he's playing, he's weird. Kyle McLaughlin is not weird. No. no. So when he plays weird, you're right. There's he just looks something too normal, and he, and he, it just, it just, there's always something off of him. It's not, yeah. it's not weird, but it's off. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't pinpoint yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but it turns out Kyle McLaughlin is the alien cop after the alien criminal, and um, it's 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 that that's the basic plot, and and the. Um, the alien, the bad alien symbiote, kind of jumps from body body, very thing like. There, you could tell that the thing had a big influence on this, and uh, some of the better practical effects for kind of a B movie, as far as like they had the one really great scene of the alien transferring from the one guy to the the guy in the hospital bed and stuff like that. I thought that was a fantastic practical effects yes. uh, shot. Uh, but yeah, so there's uh, it's a great kind of almost buddy action movie sci fi. And I thought Michael Nury and Kyle McLaughlin's chemistry was good. Yes. Yes. I thought it was excellent. I'd forgotten the ending until I, well, I was watching it, which was really good. Yes, the it. ending was even better than I remember it. So is he the alien now? Just like the... Or did he alien? give him his life force? I think he's the alien. I think he's the alien. I think he's the alien, but they had that great scene where he, where Michael Nury brings him home to dinner and he realizes yeah. he has this really great wife and he's got this great daughter and yeah. stuff like that. I like the part where the daughter kind of, she she gets she gets that there's something off about Kyle McLaughlin when she first hesitant. meets him. Yeah. And then when he transfers like at, at the, the hospital, she kind of looks at him like she knows something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's hes- she's hesitating. She knows there's that maybe this isn't exactly her dad, but she kind of, you know, like... Accepts it, I guess, or whatever. You know, you get you get uh, you get redemption from everybody on this one, because the the alien cop's family was killed, so he gets a family. So he gets a family. Yeah. Michael Nuri is killed, but they don't have to go through the pain of losing him. So that was wonderful. Uh, I'm gonna throw in that Claudia Christensen sent. Uh, she uh, slipped in a nipple pinch that was phenomenal. It's unbelievable. Thank you. You might have to watch it again because it just happened quickly. Okay. The dress she was in. Yeah. It's when she first sits in the car. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she's rubbing herself. Yes. 
kind of get used to the body. Trying she to figure out what that, those things are, yep. She slips in that nipple pinch that I was like, oh my God. I can't even <laughs> believe they put that, and this is still only rated whatever. It's right, PG-13. I thought there was enough fucks in it where I th- thought it was an It was R probably movie. an R, but today it wouldn't even be a G. Um, <laughs> it, it's not even as bad as Titans. No, I didn't find that dress to be flattering on her at all, though. I really didn't. Like the red boots. Okay, I'll go with that. But her ass hanging half out just wasn't attractive, which odd is odd to say. I would say, that didn't seem like... Brian, yeah. Brian are, are you thing. feeling well? You stuck for ten minutes about the nipple pinch. I. Uh, <laughs> that's on you. That I'll I'll take the I'll take the heat on that one. All right. I'll point out good when I see it. And I'll point out bad when I see it. I did. I. I thought she was underused in this film for who she is. Well, she wasn't anyway. This is one of her first. This is one of her first roles. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This was definitely one of her first. So, and for those of you who don't know. Uh, Claudia Christian, from just her name, uh, most of you will know her as is Ivanova from uh, Babylon Five. Susan Ivanova, yep. And that that's her big claim to yeah. fame. And she was also in a movie called Hexed, which was a really good film. I saw her at a con. She's beautiful. No, I always she thought she was really, very yeah, attractive. She's a nice person too. Yeah, I'll bet she is. I didn't realize this was one of her first roles because I thought she was horribly underutilized. Yeah, no, I I, I actually rem- and perhaps the, her effect on me. Back when I was 17 years old or whatever, was because it was so, uh, had so much gravity with me or something. I actually thought she was in the, she, she was the villain in half the movie. I yeah, really I, did. I did too. I remember it being <laughs> a lot more. I liked the second guy who got the. Okay, so the guy with the, the, the heart guy? condition? Yes. Yeah. This movie was filled with great character actors. And that that's a guy, he's, I, I think he was like the sergeant on Adam 12 or something like that. He was. <laughs> But a, f- a fantastic uh, mm-hmm. character actor, barely says a word, does everything kind of with gestures and hit facial expressions and stuff William like that. William Boyett is his name. William Boyett? You, uh, you really, because of the type of film it is and kind of the genre it's in, you miss the amount of talent that this film really has in it. I think because they tend to rely too much on gunshots and explosions and so you don't get that time for actors to shine and you're, yeah. you're you're blown away by all the noise and you know i did like they explained things well the reason why he couldn't use the gun till it oh yeah that yeah. I, I again this was one this story was pretty for a b movie this story was pretty stinking tight yeah yeah it was well done i really enjoyed it it, it stunk of the 80s <laughs> Well, I almost had to take a shower when I was done watching. <laughs> to get all the Paco yeah. Rabanne off you, the, the, the or the the smell of Drakkar off you, or whatever. But yes, it, uh, it the the heavy metal and kind of hard rock that was used in this was oh, Jesus. like every '80s band that didn't get signed that didn't become like a bigger like yes. name or so. It was like the perfect example of that kind of '80s heavy metal yes. hard rock all type. Of thing. Also, Rams, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, that thought this was going to be their big break. <laughs> so uh, I got to ask, boys, what's the uh, the star rating on this one? I give it a three and a half. Really? Yeah, I thought that there were some wasted opportunities. Uh, I really liked Kyle McLaughlin and uh, Michael Nury's chemistry together. 
Uh, I would like to see more of that. I think that this could have been a franchise. I think I, that's one thing. I think they could have got a, they could have got yeah. another one out of this. Yeah. Uh, and so that's disappointing. Uh, so it's better than average, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put it up there with the classic chef. I give it three. Three? Oh, three yeah. stars, that's it? Yeah, yeah. If Claude and Christian was in more, maybe might have made three and a half, but you, yeah. It was a lot briefer than I remember. Okay, I'm going to go to four for the nipple pinch. You brought I, that up. I'm I, doing uh, it. I must confuse this with Hex in my memory. Hex in my memory. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, I have been able to definely define Fine, definely define. my movie rating system. There are movies and there is cinema. Yes. This is a movie. Yes. And a movie that I really, really liked. Four stars from me. And Claudia Christensen gets five stars. <laughs> Always. That's Always. the hidden. It's a hidden gem. Let us know what you think. It's their rink. It's their ice. And it's their fucking town. But tonight we got our fans with yeah! They spent their own dough to get here, and they came here to see us. Yeah! All right, let's show them what we got, guys. Okay. Right. Yeah. Get out there in the ice and let them know you're there. Get that fucking stick in his side. Let them know you're there. Yeah. Get that lumber in his teeth. Now let them know you're there. Bleed all over them. Let them know you're there. All right, so this week we are joining number 27 on the ringer's list of top cult films. We are joining... My all-time favorite sports movie, Slapshot. Directed by George Roy Hill, written by Nancy Dowd, and starring Paul Newman, Struther Martin, Michael on... I always get this guy's name. It's on Kean and Jennifer Warren. And for those of you uninitiated, this is the story of a minor league hockey team... In the Federal League and uh, the lengths that its player coach, uh, Reg Dunlop, will go to to keep the team going because the mill closes. He's really trying to keep his career going. He's, it, 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 you make it sound like he, he's, he's doing it not for not selfish reasons. Oh, no, no, no. Paul Newman is the one of the greatest hustlers on film Ever in this film. Okay, yes, he yes. is literally playing so many different cons okay. all at the same time. He's one of the greats. And Paul yes. Newman has gone back and said that this <clears throat> was the most fun he ever had making a movie. And he says that in retrospect that Reg Dunlop was one of the best characters that he ever played. Well, by far, yeah. I, I just like your lead in what made it seem like he's trying to save everyone's... No, it's, no, it's all he, about himself. He's literally trying to get his ex-wife back. And he's try, he realizes to get another player's team wife possibly. He, he, yeah, and then I he, never picked that up. He's a big player. I did not pick that up, by the way, that he was trying to get her into bed. No, I actually think that they even said something like like she Lily even says to, to Reg, like, he says you're you're just hitting on me to try to get him mad to get him to fight. Yeah. Yeah, but there's so much stuff he does behind where where Reg is in around uh, whatever his name is is in round. Ned that, that, yeah, how would how would he know about it? You know, he's on the bench when when he's wa- she's watching. Well, him. okay, they do establish that he he sleeps around because yeah. he sleeps with uh, oh, Henry, oh, Henry, Henry, yeah, Henry Han's wife, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, he sleeps with a lot of people. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It seemed to me like he was trying because he was wasn't doing when uh, his teammate saw him. Ned would see him doing it. Oh no no. I, 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 so it seemed like there's a lot of levels. There's a lot of levels. It seemed like he might have been playing both ways, you know, 
to me. So. Okay, okay. so you can look at it as Red just trying to sleep with Lily just to sleep with Lily, but he's also using it as motivation to get Ned Braden in a fight. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. You, uh, so he's playing multi-level. Okay, so basically, and just to give a quick synopsis of this, so yes, you got a minor league hockey team that the town that they're in, the mill closes, so they're, the, they're afraid that the uh, the team's going to fold. So their player coach, Reg Dudlop, uh, <clears throat> basically... Starts gooning it up for the sake of getting getting uh, the uh, the team to get uh, supported, and uh, they, they introduced to the American viewing public the legendary Hanson brothers. And I, yeah. again, this is why this has become such a cult film. Is I've seen guys dressed like the Hanson brothers for like Halloween. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of my regrets right now is that I didn't get the McFarlane Hanson brothers toys. Oh, and those are fucking. <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah. They're perfect, and they're like a million dollars now, or something on yes. eBay or whatever. Yes. Yes. And Brian, I do have to say, I have never seen a mere, a movie character that is your spiritual brother than Mo. Which one was Mo? Oh, I see the uh, goalie. No. No. He's the one that has deep lacerations in his nose. This is a very deep <laughs> cut. Deep cut. You know what? I'm not fucking greasy. You're greasy adjacent. You know what? <laughs> Come on. You, you, you're you're bathed greasy. <laughs> I'm not. I, I met I a girl in Florida it. once. She was an underwater specialist. <laughs> and I will say... In your defense, in my 20s, this was a film, my roommate in college worked, he was a manager at a blockbuster, he had a, a duplicate copy of this movie, we watched it once a month, and some of Moe's more, shall we say, chauvinistic lines were in my lexicon on a regular basis in my <laughs> 20s. This is one of those movies, and they could do this in the 70s, that um, there's a realism to it. That's why I love this movie. And the characters are so out there. But they never they never stray into caricature. No. Now the the th- the very interesting thing is that Nancy Dow the writer based this on her brother who was a minor league hockey player in a, a very similar league. They based the Charleston Chiefs off the Johnstown Jets. Oh, okay. A lot of the incidents like the the fight before the refs even got out there and the guys climbing the boards and going into the stands were all based on real-life shit that happened. Mm-hmm. Ogie Oglethorpe, the, the notorious 21-year-old yes. thug or whatever, that's her brother. Oh! So, yeah, and then a lot of the... the, the um, a lot of the, the other hockey players, the background guys, were all legitimate minor league hockey players. And a couple of these guys even went on to be like, a couple of them actually were coaches in the NHL for a, a time. Oh, really? I don't know all the details and stuff, but just looking, doing some of the research on this and stuff like that. But yes, there's nothing in here, with, with the exception of maybe the the big Native American guy or something like that. That was about as close to caricature as mm-hmm. you got. But everybody else felt like that kind of gritty, you know. It, they they you could You could meet them. Yeah. But you wouldn't. Because they just, I don't know. Uh, it was funny, but the 70s could do that. The 70s yeah. could do that. 
and allowed you to suspend disbelief. Yes. So that you bought into that world. It was a small town. Yeah. It's small town hockey. It's it's these guys are all kind of like you know they're obviously not in the NHL or something like that. So they're they're good, but there's something that's keeping them from being pros or something. Mm-hmm. And it's usually because they're all goofs or whatever. They were yes. all kind of goofs or whatever. Oh yeah. I forgot how much I liked hockey because it's been a while. I really like the goalie. <laughs> goddamn My boy. allergies to these feds make me puke. <laughs> But then I will also say it's it's interesting because I've watched this movie quite a bit. I've yeah, like I said, I used to. This was a monthly watch when I was in college. But I hadn't seen it in a long time, and so I watched it and I thought, "Fuck is Paul Newman's character just unlikable?" Oh no, yeah, he's yeah. You just he's... no, you like I liked him when I was younger. He was funny, but now I'm looking at it going. You look yeah. He's, yeah, looking at a different angle. And he, yeah. yeah. He's just... He, 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 he's, he doesn't care about anyone but himself. He No, he really does. He's 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 he, he's sleeping around. He's still trying to get his ex-wife back. He's... He doesn't want her to have any, any life. Yeah, he's, he's like almost yeah. to the point of stalking her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like he trying is. to figure out who he's, she's yeah. seeing and stuff <laughs> like that. He's hustling his guys. He's hustling the owner. He's, he's hustling the owner. He's... he's you know, um, utilizing the um, the M.M. at Walsh, who's Dickie Dawn, yeah, the yeah, sports yeah, writer yeah, or whatever, yeah. which is, I mean, you put M.M. at, Wal- M. at Walsh in anything, anything, it makes it better. And even when he meets the owner and she doesn't go along with him, he goes off on her. Yeah, he's not he's not a likable guy. Well, no, okay, to, and the perfect scene to, to, to illustrate he's not a likable guy is when he realizes that the, t- the team's falling and stuff like that. He goes into Ned Braden's house and Ned Braden like, runs off in the woods or whatever. He says, hey, kid, you're right. You know, this way the pro wrestling shit isn't working. I want to end my career. Uh, we're gonna do the old school. We're gonna we're gonna win this legitimate. And then when he doesn't get the response, he says, "Oh, by the way, your wife's living with me. We're having yeah. a hell of a time." Yeah, that's the perfect example of of his character in this. You know, you almost there's there's a lot of subtlety in this movie that's done so well. Uh, the last scene with his ex wife where she's leaving. And you know they're never going to get together again. Oh yeah, but oh, did she come <clears throat> to Minnesota? Oh yeah, sure, no problem. He's always, he's always hustling. But but because it's Paul Newman, uh, you you get the pain. Like a lesser actor oh, couldn't yes. play no, him. They couldn't, yeah. Oh no no, could not play like, that she, character. When he does the, the whole like he he, of, he acts like he just runs. He he's got the newspaper. Yeah. And he acts like he just runs into into yes. her in the street, yeah. and she says like. We got to get a divorce, you know. It's, yeah, you might meet and and though and she even says like, "Oh, you really look sad." And you, it, he yes. yeah. he looks sad. Yeah, there's even times during this character would be so easy to just go over the top. Well, yeah. On. yeah, but you you pick up uh, when when Paul Newman realizes that the owner it's better for her to yeah. sell yeah. than yeah. it is yeah. to just fold the team. Yeah. It's better. I'm never going to get the profit out yeah. of it. You see how much that hurts him. Yeah. I mean, you feel yeah. that. At the end, when he's talking to his wife, and he's like, you can come to Minnesota, and she's like, yeah. yeah. And you can tell by her reaction, she's never Not going to. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, it. You can tell by his reaction. He understands. And he, he knows. A, yeah. The situational subtleties that he plays are amazing. Yeah. And and the other actors around him, Michael Onkian, uh, don't... You pronounce that better than I do. Don't dismiss him. He's a phenomenal actor. <laughs> and... <laughs> That last little bit of, of just skating around. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what perfect for his character. 
he, he's a college graduate and an American citizen. That's what it says in my diploma, Jim. I just, like, <laughs> the dry, his dry humor yes. in this is so good. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Reg almost looks up to him. You know, you. Well, I think I think Reg realizes could've... this could have been him yeah. when he was young, or this that was, was him. him when he was young. This yeah. was yeah. him yeah. as a young he, player. He strayed so far off that yeah. path that he sort of envies him because he's he he's not. He's, yes, he's not doing everything he can. And maybe to even come. that's that's the attraction to his wife is that if I have the things he has, then maybe I am him. Yeah. Or maybe if she's attracted to yeah, she's attracted yeah, to me. Really deep. I didn't think maybe. we were getting as deep, and we were going to get as deep as I thought. We were going to talk yeah. about the fighting and no. the Hanser brothers and stuff. But yeah, I no, mean, maybe, maybe she maybe she if she can see him and me, that means I yes, there's still there's, a hope. it's still, still there. A chance. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and the his his ex wife is Lily older. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so since we're getting so deep into the subtext of this film, and I love it, we're gonna go to Anson's now. No, <laughs> I want to get into. Is the ending just the ending where Ned Braden strips? Is that just for comedy's sake, or are are they trying to make a statement on? Well, if you want, you know. That the 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 Hanson brothers and all the, as Paul them put the pro wrestling shit, is this a statement on well if this is how ridiculous hockey's getting then we're gonna make it this ridiculous you know, you know what you know what I took it as and I thought it was funny. First of all, the film is is completely homophobic, but uh, oh, yeah, it is. It was a statement to me about sex and violence. That okay, thank you. The violence is okay. We yeah. can beat the hell Thank out of each you. other and be stupid well, about it. Yeah. We're not even playing a game and, anymore. And people cheer you on more. Oh, yeah. you know, it, it is literally, we're not even playing the game anymore. Everybody is on their, their backs with a guy on top of them yeah, yeah, punching yeah. him in the yes. face. It's, it's not even a sport it's anymore. It's not. No, they yeah. haven't. There's no puck. There had been no puck for yeah. the entire second half. When he starts stripping, they're like, this is indecent. This is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the, the, to the That's, point. Yeah. You've got McCracken <laughs> complaining, like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then you've got the announcer from yeah, Chiefs yeah. going, he can't do that, yes. you know? But you have the ref, who is us, yeah, going, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Are you serious about this? Yeah. Do you not? You, you should have had people covering up kids' eyes and stuff. Yeah. That just, you know what I mean? <laughs> Missed that, but you did have the one of my favorite spot. Just a split second. They show like kind of like grandmother kind of get a smile on her face, yeah. and then she pulls out the, the opera binoculars. glasses. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They used her well. Um, but yeah, they get they get uh, they get bigger the more violent they are. Yes. And that's what hockey was. I didn't watch hockey ba- way back when because. It was like seemed like that's all it was was fights. Oh no! And this was. I'm not hockey. the biggest hockey fan in the world. However, I think this was right at the time when it was the Philadelphia Flyers, the Broad Street Bullies. Like I think those guys were like the mid '70s, and they were literally not only were they winning Stanley Cups, but they had the most penalty minutes they out of any team ever, yeah, or something yeah. like that. You know. I yeah, and I think that this was it was after this that they really started uh, tamping down on that. Yeah. And saying, "Come on, guys, this is getting yeah." Um, People are almost dying on the ice. And did you ever see the one where the guy gets his throat slit? Yeah, no. the goalie. No, hey, it's accidental. Yeah, so it's yeah. accidental. No, it's the accidental. Guy catches, the guy catches a, bla- a skate blade he, in his yeah, neck. Yeah, the guy. It's one of those where he's going to fall, and, yeah. and and he just brings the blade, and all of a sudden, all this blood starts coming out from under the mask. You don't see the cut. You yeah. don't see, but just all of a sudden, there's just blood, and he, no, I've duh, seen it. and boom, and there's blood all over the ice. He lived. Let's which is go. why you can see it, because had he died, they would never show it. Uh, which, again, goes to the stripping on the ice. 
The guy gets his throat cut. We can watch that because he lived. Yeah. Had he died, we would not be able to watch that. It'd be gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> then it's then it's somehow horrible to his memory. Because it led to his death. Yeah, so I took it as a statement okay. about... And I'm glad you said that because I took it as the exact same way. Yeah, that... that uh, after watching this movie for 40 yeah, years All this whatever. violence is okay. It, it's all gratuitous and it's all bullshit. But him stripping down to his jock, that's offensive. Well, and I thought that he did it so well. It's American cinema, too, or movies, whichever one you want to go. Yeah. You, you can shoot people full of holes, but you show a boob, and all of a sudden it's like, horrible. Oh, my God. Love the ending of the film. Yes. He also reclaims, I think, who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, he, the, the, uh, to me, that's, it's Ned Brayton's way of participating in the pro wrestling. Yes. 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 And I loved how it stopped all the violence. It stopped everything. Yeah. Even the like the Hanson brothers were even like laughing about it yeah. or whatever, you know, the biggest yeah. goons in hockey or whatever. Everybody stopped. What a brilliant little movie. There again, there's a lot of subtleties to this movie. None so much in the first time the Hanson brothers take the ice, which was my cheering moment. <laughs> <laughs> when he fucking drops the suitcase and it's filled with fucking toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when they take the ice. <laughs> One of the like just the absolute brutality, and and starts capped out, off and by Glee. Starts out with buy your coke after the game. <laughs> it's brutality and Glee. Oh yeah, they're uh, they're laughing, killing guys. Yes, yeah. capped off by the one Hanser brothers uh, skating by the entire bench, going right down the row and hitting all the guys with a stick, just. Absolute. I mean, yeah. And, and, and again, that's the kind of the the visceral thrill of this film is watching the Hanson brothers yes. like just be the biggest goons ever. It's yes. Like, Foil it up, coach. Before every game, want yeah. some? <laughs> Jesus Christ, these guys don't leave the bench. Yeah. How much fun! That was just a great little moment for me. That was a. I, I remember now. I remember why I loved it. I loved it before. The first guy, who's, I'm so hammered. I'm still drunk from last night. If I go into the yeah, boards, I'm going to piss myself. And then they do it. <laughs> you knew it was coming. They telegraphed it. Uh, but I also showed it, showed the league. Yeah, again, that's, these guys are all, you know, my wife left me. Yeah. Like, every single, they talk about their wives leaving them, and they're always drunk. And, you know, I think that's, you know, especially during the 70s, I think that was really what was going on in minor league sports at the time and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it was, it was just a, a terrible little world to live in. And then the three wives that are always yeah. traveling around. And yeah, every time, oh, his wife left him. Oh, she was a, she was a trooper. Yeah. Oh, she was good. I liked her. She was, a, she was dynamite. All right, so uh, with my new definition of uh, how we rate movies, this one borders between cinema and a movie. It's I consider a cinematic this cinematic movie. I consider this cinema. What's the uh, what's the star rating on this? Oh, this is five star. This is easily five star. I'll go four and a half. What didn't you like? What took it down? What took I, it down for you? Oh, I took it, him skating around and just, no. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I saw horrible. Michael on Kansas. I, I saw his ass. I'll never unsee that. I'd cut my eyes. Though it was a nice ass. It was nice. And that's part of the he, problem. He, he worked out. <laughs> that, that guy came to He was a... He, he, was, he had a skater's ass. <coughs> he was in shape. Well, this is my favorite sports movie of all time, so I gotta go with five stars. That is number 27. 
We are joining the Cult of Slapshot. Let us know what you think. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, so we've been following along with the latest uh, DC offering on the CW, and that is Stargirl. And we just watched episode seven. And uh, this one deals directly with, uh, as directly as uh, as humanly possible, with the Yolanda killing brainwave. And we kind of find out who's been mentally uh, messing with her. And we find out that, uh, at least uh, by all appearances, brainwave put part of himself into Yolanda's brain and is messing with her. Or it's Eclipso. Well, the one thing that they did say is that uh, it started before Eclipso, and that is the case. What? what? Yeah, it did. Like, before they even introduced Eclipso, with the exception of the, the 50s opening or whatever of the series, uh, this was this was kind of before Eclipso, so it's kind of uh, kind of up for speculation whether Eclipso was messing with her or is actually brainwave in her head. They did have that, that scene where she's kind of uh, doing the exorcist, like floating in midair in the church or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't know if that was, because uh, they didn't show the kid in there or anything like that. No, I, and she wouldn't gain his powers, because even if he put himself in the brain, it was his, he, he I assume, like a mutant, and that's why he's able to use powers, isn't because his brain, so even if he put his mental aspect in her, she wouldn't gain his powers, which is what they're simulating, that he's going to take over her and she's going to have his powers, which makes no sense. No, it'd be him taking over her body. But how? He he can't give her the powers because the powers were by his body, not by his brain. His powers were his brain. He's literally his. His name is Brainwave. I understand that, but but there's something different in his brain that made him give have those powers, and you can't give. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Again, where's the where is the the Isaac Newton's law of giving away superpowers? Isaac Newton had that. Or was that Einstein? It was one of those guys. I don't... I'm just saying you can't... Why can't you? It's, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's literally speculative fiction. It is science fiction. It is superhero fiction. You could do whatever the hell you want, Keith. Okay. I'm going to disagree with it. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to say that um, the human brain is amazing. And that we don't use its full potential. And that whatever it was that made brainwaves brain different yes he, he unlocked could, it in her well no he took the time to create it within her brain oh yeah that as, chemistry as, as, as he's dying he took the time no he had time he had all kinds of time afterwards once he was in there <laughs> once he was in there tinkering tinkering he could tinker he could tinker for a while it took him a little he's bit just walking around her brain fixing changing the brain he's like schneider from yeah one day at a time yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, he's got his little brain tools and he's yeah. in there. He's got his plumber's crack and he's, he's uh, Yeah, he's re rewiring and redoing and re 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 do re stuff. Re stuff. He's doing re stuff. Uh so I think that it's possible. I think that we have to suspend disbelief a little bit, and that might be cool. I don't I'm the ruinator. I don't do that. I'm the numbers guy, logic guy, so it has to make logical sense to me. You and know, you a, and you've been reading comics for fifty years or whatever, and and you can't suspend and, disbelief. And Professor X never gave his powers to anyone. Neither did Phoenix or Jean, May, May, um, Marvel Girl. No one gave their powers to anyone. That's because they didn't have time to tinker. If they had time to tinker, they could have. Okay. 
Tinkering time is important. Don't <laughs> diminish tinkering time. Is that like tutor time? Uh, what I will say about it is that it's probably a, a fairly accurate representation of what somebody in that situation would be going through. Uh, and it annoyed me. Yeah. No, this one, I, w- I was unfortunately waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And uh, and I had even mentioned, oh, hey, there doesn't seem like there's a filler episode, and this is really good, and so, and this was, this was the filler episode. You know what? I, I think that uh, if we look back when we made our predictions at the season finale, we talked about uh, her having to deal yeah. with this. Yeah. And so this has now uh, come to fruition. And um, I think that the actress is doing a great job. I think it's well, well written. It's annoying me. I honestly thought when she slashed Brainwave's throat again that the priest was going to be there. She, I thought yeah, so, too. Yeah, that's right. They missed an opportunity. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, yeah. They but that would have made her a, a true killer yeah. in the sense that she could not be part of the team. She would be hunted and couldn't do that. I thought it was it was obvious when, when they told the team that our man was going to be like, no, nah, that's cool, I'd have done the same thing. Except why couldn't you kill Solomon Grundy? And I wish he would have turned and said, because I realize Solomon Grundy is really just a retarded yeah. kid. No, a, a disabled he, kid. He, he's just a creature. You, 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 he, he wasn't he's mis, evil. Mis, yeah, he's a misguided creature. Yeah, he wasn't evil. So, yeah, um, he wasn't trying to ruin people's lives. He was just existing and being part of what were, he thought was his friends. Yeah. Uh, he had been sucked in by the wrong people, yeah. which happens so often and in life. And as you're beating up on him, you see a wounded animal and you don't... You stop. You don't... Yeah, exactly. You stop. And uh, I would have liked that a lot better than... I would have, too. I would have, too. My hour uh, ran out. My time ran out. Yeah, I would have I would have preferred uh, he, he said that. Where Brainwave was just evil and needed to be expunged. Yes. Um, Brainwave and, was not going to go away. No. No. Uh, Solomon Grundy could be redeemed. Yes. No, and they've in the Starman comic. There's, they basically said that ev- that every time Solomon Grundy's reborn, he's reborn in a different way, and they yes. had the, the 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 gentle, you know, childlike Solomon Grundy in a lot of the the Starman comics. So it, yeah, yeah the, if anybody if anybody's going to address that, it's going to be Robinson and Jeff Johns and stuff like that because they're they're both executive producers and writers and stuff like that. But yeah, so the, it looks like and it looks like just the the couple of seconds because my TiVo cut off the coming attraction or whatever. Uh, it looks like we're getting the Grundy episode this yes, coming episode. Yes, which I am so. not digging the special effect on him. If you watch it on the CW app the day after, which I do, you don't get coming attractions. Oh, oh no! You could pull up the you could pull up the teaser on YouTube. I just yeah. haven't done it yet. Yeah, no, I probably smart. I should probably do that. Yeah, because I hate trailers, but it's good to know what's coming. I, I I didn't think it was a bad episode. A little on the nose, you know. There you go. It was very. I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say that it was probably one of the most CW episodes. Yeah, I could see this one on, on Riverdale yeah, yeah, or it, it the was, Hundred or yeah, one was, of the other was, shows. It was, you know, you also had the little blooming <clears throat> relationship between. Courtney, Courtney, and and Iceman's kid or Icicle's kid, Iceman, whatever. I'm still trying to figure out if he's going bad or that. The, yeah, that's been kind of a question. Which way is he going to go? Still, kind of want to see. I thought that the scene with Mike was stupid. Yes, with the exception of the the hand, the robot hand. Yes, 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> did, did you do that or did he? <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I think that... But it's a dad-son-building moment, and then he all of a sudden he comes about to gem, and I don't know. Why would you just leave the gem sitting on the table? That was... That, uh, this, really? This hyper-dangerous, yeah. mystical thing that we could hypothetically jam this evil god back into, and we're going to leave this on the workbench wrapped in an oily rag. Yeah. Uh, what the it's, fuck, it's dude? Yeah, yes. he's not bright. Yeah, I... Um, There's a reason he's the sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, no He's misrepresenting us damn kid sidekicks, damn it. They all suck. Uh, yeah, I Shut didn't up. I thought that was stupid, so I didn't like that scene. I did I did like that uh what's her name? Our girl. Not our girl, um Doctor Midnightus. Doctress Midnight? Doctress Midnight did not uh accept the fact that uh, Yolanda had killed. Which I thought she wouldn't. She's the most uh, she's really the most naive out of all of them. Yes. Uh, you kind of saw that coming. Yes. And uh, I can't wait till they grow her up a bit. Again, the guy... They just... They're not developing her character. I mean, they're they're giving they're giving her drama, but they're not developing her character. Right. It's not even that interesting a drama. Perfect light is shattered. <laughs> Wasn't perfect to begin with. Look at how you turned out. Me? No, her. <laughs> uh, you're a clingy... No friends having. Please everybody. People pleaser, yeah. Obviously there were some issues prior to. And you can tell the way even her parents don't want to be around her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Every time she has an interaction with her parents, they're, they're like, like oh, run away. yeah, sure, yeah. great, thanks for lunch, I'll see you later. But I'm really busy. <laughs> there's, a, there's a dad-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're supposed to. We're not. We're only supposed to talk as a family. What? What? God. Oh my God. My daughter would never get talked to if I had to go through my ex-wife. Are you fucking kidding me? We can only talk as a family. That's a great excuse, Dad. Things always go bad when you talk as a family. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want to call it a filler episode because I, I thought that there was... Some... A, a, a filler... It, it was the weakest out of the it's episode It's been the so weakest, far. yeah. It still progressed the story. It I... didn't bring us anything really new. No. It really did not. You're right. No, and that's filler. It didn't bring anything new. Other than, you know... Um, and I will say that the, the coolness of the, ex, the episode is exponentially related to the amount of shade that was in the episode. Yeah. Because they only showed kind of something dripping from the ceiling. The blood. I thought that was cool. That was kind of cool. And yeah. I, I honestly think we're gonna get the the patch up in the sh- in the shadow dimension by Doctor Midnight, and the shade brings them back out, or something yes. like that. That there's gonna be a reason for it. So that I think that's coming, and I think that's gonna be awesome. And I bet that um, Doctor Midnight is gonna help. They got. They got to. If they make her. The person that that volunteers to go in and get Doctor Doctor Midnight out of it that that I think is going to be that's that's her heroism and that's going to make the character. We still have the Thunderbolt and Jade hanging out, yep. so we'll see where that goes. I'm hoping they bring him. Yeah, we still have Starman. Uh, uh, I've also seen uh, that uh, Joel Hale, Joel McHale. Oh yeah, yeah we still got Starman. And yeah, then Star I also Man, saw yeah. yeah we still got Starman. And then on top of that, I've also seen that. Uh, John Wesley Ship has officially been cast, so he's oh, the Jay Garrick's going to show up. Jay Garrick's going to show up. You know what I think will be interesting, and and um, you bring that up, and I think that there's going to be a point, 
and we'll see because I'm usually wrong, but where the staff goes to Starman and not Stargirl. All right, so to do my my uh, fantasy uh, prognostication, show, yeah, fantasy show running. Move so the staff is Jeff the Jones. staff is the staff is broken. Yes. Starman says, "Well, there's only one guy that can fix this," <laughs> and they go to Opal City. And, and again, I, that's a hope upon hope for me. I don't think it'll happen, so, but boy, that would be Jeff, good. if you're listening to this show, bring him to Opal City so we can shut this guy up. Please. Every, every <laughs> no, other episode. then we're going to have weeks of, they went to Opal, Opal City. City. <laughs> I was right. Oh, my God. Opal City was I've watched that episode seven times this week. <laughs> Do it anyway, Jeff. Please. Oh. Yeah. Mr. John, kind of so, uh, I skip Spengoolie so I can watch that episode. Okay, okay. I'm I'm loading up the stuff I that you guys really like that I can shit on. So. <laughs> I don't like that much. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm the ruinator, the contrarian. I don't. Yeah, go. Leave Harley alone. <laughs> I, no, I'm. Revenge is a dish best served cold, and it'll come when you least expect it. I will stick the knife between your I've ribs. I've always expected it, so it's never going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, now I'm expecting it. I'm a cynical bastard, so <laughs> I'm always expecting you guys. To All right, me. you cynical bastard. So are we, are we still enjoying this yes. one? So this was a, this was a kind of a, 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 a we tripped a little bit on this one, and hopefully it uh, it picks back up. No, I think it's it was a, the expected a, episode. It's like a you said. yield sign. I don't think no. I, I think like you said, we expected it to come and it came, and now it's here, and we're gonna we may get one or two more of those. Before the end of it, we're mid-season. All right, mid-season. Usually that's when uh, business picks up for these shows, so uh, hopefully it gets a whole lot better. Yay! Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, so we've been following along with the latest Marvel offering on the <coughs> Disney app, and that is the animated feature What If. And this particular episode was What If Thor Was an Only Child. And uh, since this is a Thor episode... And Keith loves Thor. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was not thrilled about it either. So <laughs> really not shitting on my parade. I liked it. It was it was okay. It was a little too silly. Okay, so the one thing that threw me off is we've you know in reviewing these and watching these and stuff like that, they've been getting progressively darker. Well, yeah, they needed a light up, and they needed, a, but it was almost like. The comedy just completely like threw me off, threw me off the whole like you know like I was expecting the the super dark episode or this was getting dark or something like that, and this was literally an eighties teen teen romp, if you will. This was hey we had a we had a great kegger party, but the parents are on the way home and we got to clean up the house. Yeah, it's weird science. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of yeah, old, we gotta watch that. I I didn't. Uh, he ended up liking Jane. I I hate Jane. Just get rid of her. I actually like that about the episode as they put those two together. And and the way that they acted, I thought was fun. Well, they, they acted like, oh, you know, and it was, you know, two horny college kids or something. Yes. Like that, you know. Yeah, but that was kind of fun because she's this prominent doctor or, and he's, you know, Thor. I that found, they would I, find love on Midgard. I found Kate Denning's character in both the movies and this much more entertaining, much more interesting than Jane Fox. Uh, well, she's got better, she had better snark. The uh, supporting characters are always better. I, you know, if I saw I'd go after her instead of Jane. I'd go, get out of here. Uh, supporting characters are always better. Yes, 
I did I did sort of like the the Loki change. Oh, that was fun. an actual yeah. frost on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. There were things that they went on a little too long, like the whole their interaction went on too long. Yeah, they also just that that introduction. Okay, everyone in the fucking that's been in all the movies came to Earth. So I'm like, yeah, how, how's that happen? Nebula's there, and it was hey, fun. My dad's calling. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> it it was. Um, there were a lot of Easter eggs in this. Yes, one. yes, there were. No, it was literally every character that's been in pretty much every Thor movie. Yes, yes. Uh, the Guardian is the Galaxy because you know because yeah, you have to have a drunk you know pass and and ironically you know considering it's what's his name, um, Batista, not Dave Batista, who of uh, uh, the voice of uh, Rocket Raccoon, Bradley, oh, Bradley Cooper. Okay, Bradley Cooper. You literally had to have Rocket Raccoon. Passed out, hung over in the hotel room yes, just yes. because of the hangover. Yes. I, I, I just, that was mandatory. You're in Vegas, you gotta do that. Yeah, I didn't even make that connection. Oh, really? Okay. No. I thought that the way that they handled Captain Marvel was a little, um, was a little odd. She was more of a stooge of the government. Yeah. And, um, hit first, ask questions later. And not listen. She was sort of like that in the movies. She may not be in the comics, but she's sort of like that in the movies. Okay. She's just pretty serious, no thing. That, that's why the end was kind of supposed to be this whole cool, she came and helped him. It's like, okay, whatever. It just, the fights between them were decent. I mean, it, it, you know, no, neither was stronger than the other. That's the only thing I like because she was supposed to be the strongest character in the Marvel Universe. And like, okay. Sure. Yeah, her punch was the equivalent of 10 atomic bombs yeah, yeah. or something like that. Well, you know what? I, I She kind of said it, that she wasn't using her full power. Yeah, and Thor sort of felt one of them. So it, it, it kind of can go either way on that. I mean, Marvel really upped Thor in the, uh, the endgame in, in, in Infinity yeah. War when he took the brunt of a dying son they sort of like up to his level yeah <laughs> like they before that well. he was like you know getting shivved by loki <laughs> yeah i thought it was a fun episode uh it was a nothing episode is it the one i'll remember it no. was totally filler it's totally light in the moment because we've had like a few du- really dark well things no and correct row. me if i'm wrong wasn't occasion like once every year in the old what if runs and stuff like that didn't they have one that was a little bit wacky yeah, like yeah. they had, you know, like what if the Marvel editing staff got the powers? Yeah, I go, I go along the lines of Supernatural, where they'd have the the quirky episode that, that yeah. filled in yeah, know, after the, after the, the super dark yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's so it, it ended super dark. It ended kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, the end was actually really cool. Yeah, I wonder I, if that's the setup for the the, the what the Guardians of the Multiverse. Or that's whatever? what. That's where this is what they're going to have to fight. Ultron. Ultron with the Infinity but they gems. see the weird part is they don't Envision's all, body. They don't all tie together. That's the weird part. I mean, the, all these weathers can't tie together. I, I think the Watcher. I think okay. Here's my speculation on this: the Watcher's going to go in because, of course, the Watcher has to get involved and, and pluck and pluck these various incarnations he's gonna get the dark doctor fate and the and captain carter well, then you, and uh the black pa- you know the the killmonger black panther and stuff like that he's gonna pluck all of them out of their their various timelines and you know and and sick them on the then ultron. you really should do original sins and have fury get the watcher's eye and then him do that because he's the one picks the teams 
Samuel Jackson leading it. I like that. I, I can't. I can't see him bringing the Killmonger Panther in. I think he's supposed to be in it. He's he's the Doctor Smith. <laughs> oh, the pain, the pain, William. The Doctor. Yeah, he's Doctor Smith. I hope they don't. That was not. That was probably my least favorite. Oh no, that was easily my least. That was favorite. the worst. Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know if they, well, he obviously can't find a Tony Stark because they're killed in yeah. every fucking universe. Being Iron Man is just rough. Well, yeah. But oh, but zombie, uh, what's her name from uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, zombie uh, Jenna Van Dyne. Yeah, that would be cool. I they could control her. Zombie Thanos, gauntlet. There's too many cliffhangers. Well, that's the whole thing. It's well, supposed to get you to want more. And it's never going to be more, so. I wouldn't say there's never going to be more. I don't know. I don't know if they continue the Killmonger one with Shuri and Pepper. Or... They, they all had... They all leave on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Which is getting old. Because, yeah, the no follow-up gets... Yeah. yeah. But I think they'll all tie it together in the last episode. Somehow. They're going to tie everything together. But they've got to defeat uh, Vision Ultron. Is that what it is? He's going to be the big bad. I, I don't think that... Well, first of all, the Watcher didn't see him coming. So... Yep. That's why... And the Watcher's going to in, interfere because... Because it, it's something that's not... He, he, he's... This Ultron's coming in somewhere out of, out of some timeline that he has no knowledge of or something. So he's going to say, well, I of course have to interfere because... Because we have to make things right. Because Brothor needs to marry, well, whore Jane. Oh, whore Jane? What do you think? She has a few martinis and hooks up with him. And then pines over him. And then throws away national security for him. Yeah, well, that was like the first movie. But, <laughs> and then she's like a drunk. I did think that the uh, Frigga uh, Jane scene was funny as hell. I thought that that was good. And she just kept slamming the line. <laughs> I like the fact everyone is afraid of Frigga. Yes. <laughs> well, dude, mom's coming home, of course. Yeah. yeah. She's the big bad. Not, 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 not the dad woke up. No. Odin would have, <laughs> Odin would have been, ah, shit. Yeah. Uh, but give, no, me, mom. give me some mail. I know. <laughs> I like that. You told my mom. That wasn't cool. Yeah. <laughs> you told her. <laughs> that was fun. All in all, it was a good episode. It didn't do much. Uh, it's a middling episode. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, let's put it this way. for As far as funny episodes go, there's been a ton of other TV shows that did the funny episode after the dark episode yeah. much, much better than this. It was a, pl a pleasant palate, palate cleanser. I really like the Ultron. Yeah. I thought that was really a cool twist. Twist. And uh, hopefully he's the big bad for the rest of the series or whatever. So, uh, oh, we got one more episode? I think there's one or two. I thought it was eight. Is it eight or I nine? It was eight. I think no, eight. I thought it may have been nine because okay. there was going to be ten and they did Oh, yeah, you're right. Done. Okay, so yeah, you get two episodes. So there's gonna, we got two episodes left. All right. Two episodes left, so stick with us on this one. Tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek podcast for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.